Well, a big happy new year to you all and welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff, to parents and to pupils about topics that are relevant to you. Now, in this episode, we're speaking to the Director of Partnerships and Community, Andy Marlowe. Andy will tell us about his role and responsibilities as Director of Partnerships and Community at Whitgift, what the community programmes are and why they're so valuable for students to get involved in. But we'll also have a meaningful conversation about school fees. So come with me now as we talk to Director of Partnerships and Community, Andy Marlowe. Andy, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I am very well, thank you, Simon. I'm just sat in the old library at school, which is a very grand room, which is no longer used as a library, more as a meeting room. I've just come from a day of teaching physics. Excellent. And when you say you're coming from the old library, is uh, I'm presuming, of course, that that used to be the library and you've now got a, a, a new library. But one of the great things of being in a school is that often buildings retain their names for for, for decades after they finished their purpose of their original being. Tell me a little bit more about the old library. Describe it for the listener who might be listening to this podcast right now. It's a rather grand room with old books and displays about the history of the school lining the walls. It overlooks a rather grand quadrangle. And you mentioned you've been teaching physics today. What year have you been teaching? Uh, this afternoon I finished with Year 13 A-level. I've, ta- I've also taught some Year 13 IB today which is very interesting to see the contrast between our two six-form curriculums. been teaching nuclear physics and radioactivity, if, if you want the absolute details. <laughs> wow. And actually, before we get into the heart of this episode, tell us what the differences are when you're teaching A-levels compa- compared to the IB then. Well, physics is physics, so the content has a very broad overlap I would estimate probably 90% overlap between the courses. The way in which the questions are presented in an exam situation is subtly different. I think IB questions are a little bit less scaffolded than A-level questions, although they are both very Mm -hmm. difficult at the highest level. And consequently, IB questions students tend to find slightly harder, but the grade boundaries tend to be slightly lower as well. So a good student will do well in either course. Scaffolded, that's an interesting word. I wasn't expecting that to hear that at all. Tell me what you mean by that. Scaffolded, what I mean is that a question might be structured into three distinct segments in a, in a scaffolded question, whereas an An unscaffolded question might be a bit unstructured and just ask for a student to get to the final answer and not give them any sort of halfway house steps on the way from one to the other. And interestingly, you talk about the difference between A-level and IB. The the big difference in terms of the assessment is that IB students complete an independent investigation which is marked as part of their course. And that's a brilliant opportunity Mm. for them to do something completely different that they are designing and they are in control of and and it's not Mm. simply meeting a syllabus requirement it's expanding on their knowledge of the subject I see okay well it's really good to hear and, and thank you for explaining all of that to us now in this episode we're going to be looking at partnerships and the community but first of all I'd love to know a little bit about your own education where you grew up which part of the world you grew up in 
and how your experience of education was when you were when you were younger. Well, I I grew up in Devon. I went to comprehensive schools until I was sixteen in Exeter in Devon. I at that point moved to London with my family and went to a sixth form college. My my experience of education is wildly different from the experience that the boys get here at Whitgift. And I actually think that enhances my ability to look after the boys here because I'm aware of how lucky they are to get the opportunities they get. For example, in my sixth form college, I wasn't required to be in the building when I didn't have lessons. And actually, that did me absolutely no favours at all because as a 16, 17-year-old, I wasn't particularly self-motivated. And I, I think the structure that boys get in an institution like this is really, really valuable for maximising their potential. So then after you left education, how did you end up working at Whitgift? So I've worked in a number of different schools. I've worked in a state grammar school locally to Whitgift, which was my first job. I've worked for two years at an international school in Kenya. I've then worked in a comprehensive school. And then 11 years ago, I applied for the job at Whitgift and have been here ever since. Okay. And when you joined Whitgift, what role did you join the school in? I joined as a teacher of physics. And over the years, I have enjoyed a number of different roles. I have been a head of year for many of those years, for every year from year six up to year 11. I've spent a few years as head of IB in the sixth form. And now I have my current role, which I've had for two years, which is Director of Partnerships and Community. Okay, gosh. So tell us a little bit about that, Director of Partnerships and Community. That's an interesting title in itself, first of all. Where did all of that come from? So the school decided to appoint someone to oversee community engagement programs, or you might talk about outreach programs. Two years ago, the decision was made and I was appointed. At that time, my job title was Director of Outreach, and I had a discussion with a number of colleagues in the sector and a number of colleagues here and suggested that actually that doesn't sound quite right because that suggests a one-way traffic of support and ideas. And actually, what we want to do as a school is to have two-way traffic of support and ideas for the things that we do and the programmes that we're involved in to have mutual benefit for pupils and organisations outside Whitgift and to pupils Mm. here and to us as an organisation as well. Oh, I see. Right. OK, so talk us through then some of these community programmes that Whitgift is involved in. What do they look like? How are they? Uh, what, what sort of programmes does, does the school provide then? So I, I want to talk about three programmes. The first programme is something that's been running for an incredibly long period of time. We call it the Whitgift Primary Project. It was set up 21 years ago in collaboration with the local newspaper, the Croydon Advertiser, and a local consortium of businesses. It was designed Mm -hmm. initially, I believe, to inspire local primary school pupils in the area of journalism and business. And we hosted Mm. it at Whitgift, and the pupils got access to some rather old-looking, when you look back at the photographs, word-processing devices 
and their aim was to write newspaper articles as part of a few days of project work at Whitgift. It's now been running for 21 years and it looks similar in lots of ways but the technology has moved on and what we are able to offer as a school has moved on. So Mm. just to explain what it looks like now, we have a class of primary school pupils who come into one of our computer suites and receive lessons for an entire week. The lessons are mainly computing-based, so they look at coding Mm -hmm. and robotics and scratch and micro-bit programming, all all sorts of computing-based activities. And one of the reasons we've stuck with computing-based activities is because of the varied range of opportunity in primary schools to do this sort of thing and the varied equipment that's available for primary school pupils. And as mm. part of the week, the, the pupils who are in Whitgift experience lessons that they might not otherwise experience as well. So they have a science lesson, which is very exciting for them, uh, lots of explosions and experiments and so on. Mm-hmm. They also have mm-hmm. language lessons currently in Mandarin and in Japanese. They get access Gosh, to our right. sports facilities and do a, a sports lesson and they have a music lesson. And and so really what mm. we're doing is giving them access to some of our computing expertise and facilities as well as wider access to uh, the academic and co-curricular experience that Wikgift offers. And mm. I, I might just quote a few key facts here, if you don't mind, because we have a different primary school sending pupils in every week of the year. So approximately 35 primary schools send a class in. What that means is about a 1,000 pupils every year get the chance to access a week of this academic and co-curricular extension provided by Hmm. Whitgift teachers. And, And when I count back... I know I said it's 21 years it's been in existence. There was a period where we offered slightly more provision. And so Mm -hmm. over 25,000 Croydon primary pupils have had this experience in those years. Wow. Which I think is phenomenal. That really is. And and to be honest, I didn't realise that it's something that happens every week during school term time, if that's 35 weeks a year, uh, as opposed to it being any kind of, you know, summer activity or something like that. Yeah. I think it's rather unique as a project. I don't know of any other independent school that's offering this level of provision. And I I think the feeling was that to really make a difference and inspire these pupils who are attending, it's no good just having the odd hour here and there. You know, let's give them a really intensive amount of provision. And is this something that parents would need to pay for to send their children to? Or is this provided by the school as a free service? This is provided by the school absolutely free to increase access to the facilities at Whitgift and the expertise here. And anecdotally, the pupils who come along absolutely love it and the teachers are really appreciative of it. For one, they don't have to plan any lessons that week, which they love. But two, any teacher I speak to, and I I speak to lots of primary school teachers and head teachers, they often say that the one thing that their pupils who are most disadvantaged lack most is an educational aspiration. 
the idea of what mm -hmm. education could be if they really put their hearts into it. And so coming to an environment such as Whitgift, experiencing the wonderful facilities that we're fortunate enough to have, and to see our boys around the school site and engaging with them uh, as role models is really inspirational for them. And they often remember it for a long time. I wonder if I might tell you a story about a boy who went to the primary project. I hope you don't mind. Yes, please. Of course. I recently met with an ex-pupil who left Whitgift five years ago. And I won't tell you his name, just in case he doesn't want to be referred to by name. And I won't tell you all of the details. But he came to speak to some of the primary school head teachers that I've got to know. And he was telling them his story. And his story is that he came to Whitgift for the first time as a student who attended the primary project. And he was bowled over, I think it's fair to say, by the facilities at Whitgift. So much so that he nagged his parents into applying. And of course his parents mm. couldn't afford the Whitgift fees and told him that but he nagged them until they applied for a place and applied for one of our bursaries. Now this young man was successful in a place and was offered a bursary to Whitgift, came to Whitgift, was here for seven years, had a thoroughly wonderful time. Uh, I encountered him at, on a number of occasions in that time. He subsequently left to study at Oxford and he's now a trainee lawyer at a very well-known firm, shall we, shall we say. And, and he's the most delightful young man and has benefited enormously from the bursary program that we offer. But it's really heartening mm. to me to see the starting point, which was the primary project and the, the opportunity to see what a school like this can offer. And, and I will make the note there, we're not doing the primary project to encourage people to, to apply to Whitgift. That is definitely not the point. The primary project and our other community programs are really at the heart of the founding principles of the school and the foundation that we want to benefit those in Croydon who are most needy with education. And of course, one of the ways we do that is the bursary program, but these community programs are, are designed just to inspire the local pupils. Andy, I'm really glad you brought that up because in my mind, while you're talking, that feels like a bit of a white elephant in the room otherwise. Because, mm. you know, to me, it, to some people listening to this, it may be that they're kind of thinking, you know, is this just an initiative in order to recruit students? Is it mm. is it like a, a puppy dog sale? You know, you, you try before you buy and, and then you go and nag your parents. So it's interesting that you're sort of addressing that already. And I'm really glad that you did that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Or to put it another way, what might you say to a parent who might be listening who who is still thinking oh hold on you know this is a bit of a recruitment drive and nothing more than that I think it very much goes back to the founding principles of the John Whitgift Foundation which I I wholeheartedly believe in and, and if you if you look at some of the history the foundation was set up to improve the educational outcomes for those who were in most poverty at the time the, the school and the foundation have developed over the years into a, a model whereby it is a fee-paying school and most of the people who come to Whitgift are fee-payers, but the, the foundation, through its investments and so on, is able to offer a significant number of 
of bursaries as well. I'm probably telling people what they mm. already know here. In my mind, the community programs are going back to that founding principle of increasing and improving educational outcomes for any pupil from Croydon, whether or not they end up getting a place at Whitgift. Um, and we acknowledge that most of those who come to these programs won't and won't won't apply and that's fine we are improving hopefully educational outcomes and and i think mm. one one of the things i'm trying to do is to make sure that we're doing the right things i think it's very easy for us as a school to decide hey why don't we do this amazing project without seeing if it's what is needed in the local area and my role is very much engaging with primary schools and asking them what they need and trying to provide things which support their pupils. So obviously there are benefits to the primary school children who come along to enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Tell me how it benefits the Whitgift students themselves, though. So one of the key things I've been trying to do is to engage Whitgift students in the process. So I want to ensure that all of our projects we do with the local community are of mutual benefit. So we are supporting their pupils and they are supporting our pupils at the same time. One of the things we're doing with the primary project is recruiting our lower sixth form students as volunteers to support each of the lessons that are taking place. So at the moment our, our boys are going in and acting as teaching assistants and sort of mentors for some of the pupils who are there, getting alongside them, supporting the teacher and engaging with those pupils. And our, our students get communication skills and leadership skills. They get an insight into what's going on for these pupils from the primary school. And it's a huge, huge benefit to our students as well. So again, if I went back to that cynical parent then if somebody said to you, well, hold on a minute, so I'm a current parent of a boy at Whitgift and I'm paying fees, am I now subsidising the education of other children who aren't paying the fees in the local area? I think I would say that the educational benefit for Whitgift students is enormous and I think I will see that develop over the, the next few years, if I'm honest. Our, our students will be planning and delivering lessons by the end of the year once they've become familiar with how the project works and and the lessons mm. that are delivered so I, I think you're you're teaching students how to take a lead how to talk to large groups of people and, and communicate effectively and the benefits our students get are, are actually enormous I wonder if I might give mm. another example of one of our projects and and talk to you about that exact benefit. And that is that we have also been running a series of masterclasses for pupils from primary schools, which happen on Saturday mornings. These masterclasses are designed for academically able pupils from local primary schools, but they are selected carefully by their head teachers to be those pupils who might not have access to support or academic support otherwise and I've got a maths and an English and a science teacher who are delivering these masterclasses in conjunction with a team of lower sixth form volunteers. What's really 
wonderful to see is that the lower sixth form volunteers have been observing the lessons that take place and the, the lessons run on a carousel so the same lesson is repeated three times so what what has tended to happen is that the sixth form students watch a teacher deliver a lesson in the first lesson and then in the second lesson are contributing to the delivery of the lesson and by the third lesson they are just teaching the whole thing and of course they make the occasional mistake in in delivery or in pace of the lesson etc but it is such a valuable learning experience for the sixth formers that's a good answer to a tricky question so forgive me for asking you that but thank you for for answering it Andy, we need to bring this to a close in a minute, but if anyone's heard anything and wants to know more about this whole program, about partnerships and the community, what's the best way for them to connect and to find out more about it? So we're in the process of updating the school website with more information about this. What you will see on the school website when that has been updated is a number of news stories about our community programs. And one that I will mention now that I haven't mentioned yet is our community summer school, which has been absolutely amazing for the last couple of years and has been really popular and I mention that because the community summer school is featured in a booklet produced by the independent schools council on celebrating partnerships and so we will be linking on our website to that booklet and parents might read a little bit more about what we and other schools are doing of this type. Awesome. So where can people go online then to find out more about that? So on the Wiggift website homepage, there's a tab entitled Community. And under that tab, you'll see news stories about some of the community programs we've been running, including some comments from some of our six formers who've been involved in it and the benefit they've got through, through being involved. Awesome. That's excellent. Andy, look, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here and explaining all about these partnerships in the community and for giving up your time to do so. Thank you so much. That's my pleasure. No problem. Take care. So that was Andy Marlowe, Director of Partnerships and Community. Thank you so much for your time, Andy. It was great to hear all about the programmes you run at Whitgift and the impact they have on students. Now, if you'd like to find out more, then be sure to check out the Community tab on the Whitgift School website. That's it for this episode. Our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.